When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Reggie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Reggie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. In a world where social media is king and everyone is an expert in everything, get the facts from your insiders here on Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. Here are your hosts, Corey Crenshaw and Richie Flores. Welcome back in, Sporty Nation. It is so nice to be talking to you all. I am sitting here right now with my co-host, Richie Suave Flores, and that is right. It means that we have made another cocktail for you guys. We're going to talk about that along with, uh, you know, kind of all the positives that we could possibly find Mm -hmm. to take away from uh, the past two Coyotes games as we are recording before um, obviously the game that is tonight, if you're watching this on Monday. So, um, with me as always, my wonderful and amazing co-host, Richie Suave Flores, and to add a little bit of, uh, his spice into everything since they didn't get to sit in the same room, <laughs> my fiance, Scotty Carr. Hello. <laughs> that's, that's really... <laughs> I'm a role player. That's I can't the best, say too much. That's the best way to, to come into a podcast right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How are you, Richie? How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm drinking the delicious um, margarita that we just made for Sporty Spirits and uh, with LeBron James' tequila. So uh, I'm in a good mood, yes. Yeah. The Rams won on Sunday, so they're 5-1 and one now. Uh, the Cardinals won, so they're 6-0. and oh, And I, I'm a big Cardinals fan, of course. We all know that. So love, love to see the Cardinals when they succeed. Richie's a Cardinal hater, even though I think he's still upset that the Rams lost to them at home. The Cardinals are a wagon of the NFL, a wagoon, as some would say. So since you are the person, Scotty, who convinced us to uh, do this tequila, you and Fern, one of our old producers, if you remember all the way back to the days of us being a web show, Um, and we were doing all Arizona sports, you guys were secretly behind the scenes the entire time running that show. You and Fern and Dom, um, Singer had helped a few times too. See, we had a a whole crew before (laughs) this. Um, And so you guys pulled an audible on us and said, as, you know, old producers and you as a guest co-host and everything, uh, we want you guys to do this certain liquor this time around. And so we had to do it. Well, it's not like any of us have actually even tried the liquor. We were trying to think of famous liquors, kind of like you guys were. Um, we looked at, was it Casamigos one? Yeah. Um, that one tastes horrible. I was going to say, um, they did get a miniature version of it. Oh, yeah, like it was a, a miniature version, and it wasn't good. But then I remember when the men's uh, U.S. basketball team won, LeBron gave them uh, some Lobos to celebrate and they were all celebrating with it. And I was like, that looks pretty good. I'm not a big tequila guy. Then I saw there's blue agave in there. I was like, Oh, it might have a little sweetness to it. And Fern and I are also big basketball, basketball fans. So 
we uh, pitched it for you guys to try it. And actually, we uh, both love the tequila. Fern um, has the certified Mexican. Um, he, he said it's one of the best tequilas he's tried, quote, end quote. So I'm glad it worked out for both us and you guys. It was great. Like I said, my, my Tres Amigos is my favorite. Like, it's a tequila liqueur, and I put it over I put it over ice, and then I just drink it like that. It is the less sweet version of that. And it's, it's just, it's really good. I was honestly surprised that night that I, um, that I had tried it. It took a while to get Richie over here to actually get us to do this. So now Richie has finally come over, tried it, drank some of it. Has a dope like crest on the top of it on the packaging too. Yeah. Who, who wants just one animal inside their crest? They have two. And in case you get lost, there's a compass on the back. Yeah, that's true. I will say, like, when it comes to tequila, not the biggest fan um, of tequila whatsoever. Um, it, it usually uh, it ends up badly for me anytime I drink tequila, which is why I don't drink it that much. But I will say that I do um, respect a really good tequila. And in the case of Lobos tequila, and we're drinking the Reposado here, um, it's a it's a good tequila. Like, a lot of crappy tequilas are just bad. Like, you take a shot and you're like, this is terrible. It's disgusting, but I feel like this Lobos tequila is actually like a legit, really good. Like you can sip this tequila and be perfectly fine. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, as opposed to you know a lot of other tequilas where most of you just shoot it, but like this is a very good sipping tequila, um, and I can appreciate it. And uh, yeah, and it's really good in the margarita that we made. Um, you can check out the Sporty Spirits video that we're gonna put out here very very soon if not by the time you see this uh or listen to the show you'll be able to watch it but very soon this week and um then you can make it at home and let us know what you think of it but again good choice good choice by everybody in the sporting nation uh by fern by by scotty by dom everybody that participated in the lobos tequila selection i i approve and as richie said this is um they have another version to the blanco version we haven't tried that so i can't speak for that one but Technically, this recipe that I had called for for Blanco tequila, uh, which is part of the reason why I uh, omitted the um, the agave because I already had the agave mm-hmm. in it. We if it was Blanco, we would have actually done um, the agave in it, um, but instead we just rimmed it because that was Richie's great idea. It was mm-hmm. actually perfect. I really enjoyed it because it gave you a little extra bit of sweetness, and then I pulled an audible on it as well and added the float of Grand Marnier because I can't get enough of Grand Marnier floats on margaritas. It is the shit. Like, I am so sorry, but that is, if there is one of the best things in this world, it is adding a Grand Marnier float to a margarita. Simply is. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't, um, I, I don't dabble much in the Grand Marnier. It's a little too fancy for me. Um, I prefer to drink my, I prefer to drink my whiskey, uh, on the rocks, as you guys know, that's how I, most of the things I drink. <laughs> so I don't, I don't dabble in the Grand Marnier, but yes, good. That was a great, great decision on your part to add this to the, to add that to the, to the drink. Yeah, it was, it was great. I'm very glad that we were able to get together and do this. And I'm also glad that we're able to get together because of the fact that, you know, you were gone, Richie, for three yes. solid weeks in a row Mm -hmm. and um we also had scotty on for three solid weeks in a row and he got to say whatever he wanted because you weren't here Mm -hmm. 
And so we now finally have you two in the same room. So that way you guys can, if you say it to each other, mm-hmm. you can say it to each other's face. I can rebut everything that Scotty said. I prefer communicating with Richie through the podcast. It like is, replying and then hearing his response and then replying again. It is undoubtedly true. Uh-huh. Because of the fact that every single time Richie went somewhere, he would listen to the podcast on his way back. So he could basically <laughs> catch up and, and figure out what he had missed. Yeah. And therefore uh, was basically understanding how things were going. I still say nothing is worse than the time that I was like overworked and had to take a break. And you guys said I had traveler's <laughs> diarrhea. That's still none of the things that like we said about why Richie was gone was ever as bad as your guys' traveler's diary. In story. fairness, though, I did feel bad for Richie as time went on because at first in the beginning, I was kind of harping on him. But then, you know, the Rams lost and then he lost his keys the week before. So, like, I kind of just took it easy as it went on. We also hooked Richie up with a nice little thread of. I yes, know, you were actually also the person too that decided that we should become thread ambassadors after that. That since we really needed to get <laughs> something for Richie. for Richie to not lose a third key fob, which he still has it to this day, and he's still holding on to it right now. Like this is <laughs> listen to that, listen to that key fob just there. It, they're fantastic. Like I was literally hiking with mine yesterday. I just attached it to my water bottle and was carrying it. The AirPod casers are nice too. Yeah, I had my AirPod case on there attached to it and everything. It was great. If you decide to get one, code SPORTY, uh, I'll get you 15% off. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that you came out of all of this with no severe injuries and didn't lose anything. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, Richie. It's not like it doesn't happen quite frequently. I know. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad too. But um, I'm, but here's, there's one thing that Scotty said on during while I was gone that I need to rebut though. Um, that when I listened to, I was like, no, 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 no. You, you incorrectly stated that I was a fan of all LA teams. <laughs> that may have come up. <laughs> And that's not true. Uh, I am not a Kings fan. I do not like the Lakers and or Clippers. Um, I don't like the Galaxy. I don't like LAFC. I don't like any other LA teams except for the Rams. And we've known this for a while that I did not even – I'm not a bandwagon LA Rams fan. I was a fan of the St. Louis Rams, okay? So I have a Mark Bolger St. Louis Rams jersey, ladies and gentlemen. I have a Sam Bradford St. Louis Rams jersey, which I have not burned yet, um, and I still wear on occasion. So I'm not an LA fan. Okay, just get that out there. Right? I'm a fan of I'm a, I'm a Phoenix sports fan. That's what I am. So- it is it is true. And as much as I like to give Richie crap because before the Rams did move, he was very anti LA. Mm-hmm. And when I mean anti LA, especially the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And I, we, Corey and I got to see that uh, in the playoff game. He was yelling at Dodgers fans. <laughs> oh, I as thought we, we were, were going to get in a fight. I thought we were too. So, you know what? I, I know Richie hates LA. I just like giving him crap that one of his favorite teams just happened to move to LA. And, and it honestly is the worst. I can tell you, working for the Diamondbacks, one of the worst things is dealing with uh, Dodger fans taking over Chase Field. That is one of the things that drive me the most insane. Whether it was when I was sitting upstairs having to listen to them or if it, when I was working game ops and having to deal with them literally 
in the stands while I was doing stuff the entire game. So yeah, they are some of the worst. It's like, you know how the East Coast people bandwagon on New York or Boston teams? That's essentially what the West Coast is. It's the Dodger. It's LA. You know, a lot of people bandwagon on them. I, I do have to ask you guys, we didn't put this out as a sporty question, but I think it would be a really great sporty question. Now that you mentioned that you didn't burn your jersey, would either of you ever actually burn a jersey? Mm, I don't think so. Because I don't. I wouldn't trust myself with fire. <laughs> I wouldn't trust I mean, you with fire either. Turn into a safety issue. <laughs> I don't think I. I don't think I ever would, unless like the player did something really bad, like I don't know, like a Ray Rice or like something like really bad, where you're just like, you know, I don't even want this jersey in circulation. Type bad. Is it possible to get, like, a name ripped off of a jersey? Can you get it removed? Probably. Depends, probably. yes. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like I would remove it before I would burn it. Mm-hmm. But the people who are burning their jerseys for, like, players kneeling or if, like, LeBron, when he wanted to go to Miami, I thought was just absolutely ridiculous. I was like, that's like a $200 jersey that you're burning just because your player took a knee or because he wanted to go somewhere else. I'm like, stop it. Well, and that's the thing is people were making jokes about that when uh, Brady finally came back to New England, went to just play a game, obviously not came back, but like uh, they were having, they were interviewing a bunch of people and they were airing it during the game. And some people had said, I had thought about burning my jersey and I was about to be like, whoa, 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 let's take a step back here and realize how many Super Bowls that man has won for you, you're going to burn your fucking jersey? That is insane. That makes no sense. And so it's funny how quickly people will go to that, though, that that's their initial reaction. Yeah. I also want to note, we've made it this far without talking about the Coyotes because it's that bad. (laughs) Like, it just hit me now. I was like, wait, I'm on a Coyotes podcast. Like, I just, I forgot about it because they've been so bad. I told Richie that it's probably best that we ha- do a bunch of segments that are about uh, Coyotes players that have moved on to other teams and follow them around the league because of the fact that I don't know mm. where to go from here. Speaking of which, we have some some news here in the Sporting Nation. I don't know if you guys saw the news this week, but uh, Toby Reader has... Oh, of course oh, it is. <laughs> Toby Reader has moved on from the NHL because... Uh, he got released from his PTO, obviously, with the Anaheim Ducks. So he has now signed a contract overseas. He is now going to be playing in the, um, I believe, the Swiss League is where he's going, where he ended up. Um, so I will be buying the jersey of Toby Reader for Vax Joe of the Swedish Hockey League, and uh, I'm very excited about this. I'm glad he's still playing. I think it's crap that an NHL team did not sign him. I'm very angry about this, but if anybody in the sport nation has a connection to finding me a Tobias reader, Swedish hockey league Jersey, I, I hook me up with it. I want to buy one because their jerseys are dope. They're like, they're, they're a lot more fun than NHL jerseys because they got sponsors all over it. And like, uh, yeah, that is the complete opposite of what the hockey diehards say. They say if there's a single fucking uh, I was just about to say there, that. Lose their shit. I was like, Richie, do you want a bunch of ads on the yes, NHL jerseys? Yes. Really? Why? Yes, yes, because I it's a jersey. It doesn't matter. Like I, I watch. I don't watch because of the jersey. I watch because of the sport. I watch because of 
what happens on the ice. I don't watch. I don't give two craps about what's on the jersey. Why do people watch? Why do people watch like soccer? That's also soccer jerseys are mostly sponsorships. So, Richie just posed the the sporty question of Would you ever burn a jersey? An AZ sports guy replied with, "If I found an LA Kings jersey for less than sixty dollars, I'd buy it just to burn it." <laughs> I mean, oh, that's great. Yeah, I guess I don't mind the ads. I guess it generates money. Is that why you think they should have ads, Richie? Yes, yes, especially for the NHL, which is struggling for revenue a lot of the times. 110%. They just put all the ads on the jerseys. You I don't should, care. You guys should put that on Twitter. That'll get a, a fire going. Because, like, <laughs> I was just I was watching the WNBA Finals, and congratulations to the Chicago Sky. They beat the Phoenix Mercury in, in four games. Um, in the WNBA Finals, Chicago winning their first WNBA championship. So congratulations to them. Um, if you watch those games, a lot of um, their jerseys used to have a lot more sponsors on them than they do now. But um, it was the same way in the WNBA. They have a bunch of sponsors on it. It's fine. You'll get over it. Move on. I mean, the NHL has started to go that way with the helmet. Uh, mm-hmm. do, do, do they still have that this year? Uh, the NHL? No, yeah. no, no. That was just a one-year thing. That was just a one-year thing. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. Just like they are no longer the, the Honda West. You know, like they're, uh-huh, they're not yeah, that's true. there. That's the true. divisions are no longer I guess they might as well. as well have just kept that too. But yeah, I guess I guess Richie makes some good points on that. I agree with Thank that. Thank you very much. See, I this is this is why this is why uh, I'm the better co-host. I mean, guy. especially for <laughs> – Richie has me there a little bit. But especially for – Corey and I were talking about this. Like the NHL player contracts – are so low compared to every professional sport around. Like we were comparing like basketball contracts compared to NHL contracts. And it's amazing. Like, like a player that's like a sixth man, seventh man's making 10, 13 mm-hmm. mil in the NHL. That's like, Oh man, you're getting paid big money in the NHL. If you get that. Well, yeah, that's the funny part is uh, we always talk about the NHL being always like the, the fourth most popular sport type of a thing. I, that, is I think part of the reason why, and I know this is kind of going out a little bit of a limb here, but so much of it, it's entertainment like anything else. And so much of it that they love is the flashiness of it all. The fact that they get paid all of this big money, the fact that they, as much as they want to bitch about it, you know, whenever like players complain about anything, they would be like, Oh, I wish I got paid that much money to complain. But at the same time, they like all the flashiness of it. That's why people like basketball. Let's be honest here. People love the flashiness of basketball. That's why it's such a popular sport. If it wasn't for the fact that they got paid all this fucking money (laughs) and came in and turned it into their own fashion show and had all these random sponsorships and all of these and dated a Kardashian and all this stuff, that is the stuff that brings people into this. You brought in shitty reality TV into a sport. We need to find a couple of NHL players to date Kardashians is what I got out of that. The, like we need like the closest thing they like, have is Bieber. The closest thing they have is Bieber because they even had during one of the games, uh, Justin Bieber doing like, I think it was during the Leafs game. They had him like uh, being the voiceover person for a, a video that they had. That's the closest thing they have. They thought they had Drake, but then Drake didn't stay. The solution <laughs> is Austin Matthews just needs to start dating Kim Kardashian. And there you go. She's a, she's <laughs> like, you would have just so many fans. That'd be a weird couple. <laughs> I think that the most famous couple. couple in the NHL is maybe PK Subban and, uh, 
uh, Lindsay Vaughn. Lindsay Vaughn. Which yeah. they aren't together anymore. Yeah, which they yeah. aren't together anymore. So, we're, <laughs> so again. We're back to square we're one. We're back to square uh, one. Uh, Mike Fisher and Carrie Underwood. Uh, oh, But yeah. he's retired. But yeah, I guess that was another one. That is, that is true. That's very valid, I will admit. Speaking of um, old uh, Coyotes players and jerseys and all of that, I will say in the third period of the opening game of the season for the Coyotes, uh, Domi scored on the Coyotes. So you you had a reason to wear that jersey for a minute. I think everyone scored on the Coyotes that game. <laughs> yeah. I think the Cannon scored on the Coyotes that game. Yeah, that, that is actually very accurate. We kind of knew it was going to be a gong show, but it wasn't until it started that I had that actual feeling of watching a gong show. You... You forget how it feels. <laughs> the emptiness that you feel inside is something completely different than anything you've ever been used to before. It's just like a, well, shit. And you just watch it. Just It's like a car accident, right? You just keep watching it get worse and worse and worse, but you can't look away until you eventually just go, I have to change the channel. I can't keep watching this destruction happen. It's it's kind of the what is it? Um, some men just want to watch the world burn. That's how I feel whenever I'm watching those games. So a good Dark Knight reference there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, luckily, I did not have to watch the opening game of the season against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I was I was working, so I was just keeping track of the score, and then ended up watching the highlights afterwards. And thank goodness I didn't spend a lick of a minute watching that game. Uh, Carter Hutton was a disaster. Uh, I think we all kind of know that he's not really an NHL caliber goaltender anymore. But um, when you have a 692 save percentage in your first ever start for a team, that's usually not a good thing, which is why uh, the Melka ended up starting in game number two. And we'll get to him in a second. But um, yeah, it's uh, I don't I didn't expect anything else from the Coyotes in the in the opener against the Columbus Blue Jackets other than get absolutely annihilated, as uh, Siri said after the game. We actually got a, an apology. For that beforehand do you remember that when we when we went on the Sabres uh podcast uh-huh. they apologized to us okay yes that's right yeah they said we are so sorry you have to deal with Carter yeah. Hutton. yeah sorry I just I or he doesn't even <laughs> want to remember his name that first game I so just bad. combined Barrett Hayton and Carter Hutton in my head I don't know why I just did that I will play devil's advocate a little bit that first game, the Coyotes did outshoot them by like 11 or 12 shots. They had a few turnovers that were big, but the rest, as Richie said, Carter Hunt just, just is not an NHL caliber goalie. The second game, it went to a shootout. They did get outplayed that game, for sure. Rookie goalie, not even going to try to say the last name, though Richie just taught it to me. Yeah, Vimelka. Vimelka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the Coyotes, even though they, they've lost, they're a little, I guess they are keeping up. It's not as bad even though that eight to two looked pretty bad well and that's that was kind of the bright light that we were pulling out of um that game was the fact that Valmelka Valmelka ah yes Mm -hmm. is um he was the bright light of it he had 32 saves he had played in initially uh, 163 games in the Czech Republic's extra liga before he had not played a, a regular season game on North American ice and he had said it was a special day for me, but it was my first NHL game. So I'm super excited to be here with these guys in this organization. It's a really special day for me. I like how he said that twice, like just so in case anyone didn't know, it's a special day for him. Um, and then Turney said, I think he was phenomenal. 
I thought he was really good. He kept us there. Like I said, when we got a little bit tired on the ice, when we extended some shifts, Vilmelka mm-hmm. came up big and made key saves. Um, so he and he rejected six shots within the game's first nine minutes with uh, 14 total in the opening frame. You know, that's pretty big to like coming straight out of it in the very when you go into your first game, I feel like that first period has to feel like the longest bit of hockey you've ever played because that is a lot of pressure to go into right off the top. Oh, 100%. That's why I was so surprised with how well he did. Mm. Richie's currently choking on, and, uh, on the salt that I put around his murdering. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I was so surprised with how he played. Not only was it his first NHL game, it was legit his first game he's ever played in North America. Okay? So, he had no previous experience in any of the top North American leagues, right? No experience in the AHL or any, any in the OHL or anything else like that. And that's what surprised me so much about him was that you're coming into a situation where you know your team gave up eight goals in the last game. A situation where you know your your blue line isn't that great. So you're not getting a lot of help in front of you. And you know you got to do a lot in goal to keep your team in the game. And granted, the Buffalo Sabres aren't that good up front either. For the love of goodness, they're missing their best player in Jack Eichel. And who knows how that situation is going to get resolved. Resolved. But to come in and have a first period like he did and shut them out in that first period was was very impressive. And and I think we're going to be, continue to talk about Bimelko all season long because, to be honest, if you're the Coyotes, who do you start now, right? I don't think you can go back to Carter Hutton at this point and make a good reason as to why. The only other reason why you would go back to Car- Carter Hutton right now is to basically give up on the season because right, – Vamilka just earned the starting job, and he was not going to be on this roster in training camp, right? I think most of us thought that Yosef Kornosh was going to be the guy that was going to get the backup job here in Arizona at the beginning of training camp. But the way Vamilka played in training camp, he earned that number two spot. And now I think he's earned the starting goaltender spot for now until he cools off, until he has a couple bad games in a row. And, um, I'm playing the St. Louis Blues here on Monday night to open up the season at Heather River Arena in their home opener. And I, we don't know if, for sure if he's going to start, but I'd imagine he would. We know how well the Coyotes played in the past against the St. Louis Blues and how well they did last year against them. And so I'm curious to see what the Coyotes, in, in terms of this new look lineup that they have, um, if that's going to continue. I'm curious to see if Clayton Keller is the same Clayton Keller that we saw against the St. Louis Blues last year. Um, but Vimelka should be the guy moving forward. And I, I was joking with both of you in, in our text chat during the game. I was like, Vimelka better be careful because they're going to have to trade him. He's too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is true. I agree. It's I think people focus so much for the Coyotes when it comes to their forward prospects. But I think if he continues this along with Prospetov, they have a good goalie prospect going. And then the, and it may actually help them going into these drafts, knowing that they may not have to worry about the goaltending position and they can solely focus on a good forward and decor moving forward, which again, Soderstrom is he's playing up the, you know, I mean, look at Barrett Hayne. That's, that's another Chica pick. That's kind of struggling. Soderstrom's it looks like he's starting to pan out a little bit. Hayton's struggling quite a lot from my point of view. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I just think, I think move. I think Bill Armstrong is going to build a solid team. 
I think in three to four years, the Coyotes are going to be a good team, and I will I'll hold my word to it. If if they don't, I don't know what I'll do. So so what do you what do you guys think for this season? Do you think it's it's appropriate to still try and get this team to at least still play at their like best level so that it shows the rest of the NHL how well they play and make it still kind of enjoyable for fans to watch? Or do you think that they just go into all of these games just wanting to tank everything and just go south on it? Because there is something else I kind of want to want to bring up after you guys answer this question. Well, I think there's you have a lot of players on this roster who are playing for jobs, right? And most of them probably not going to be with the Coyotes, but they're playing for jobs elsewhere around the league, right? You have so many guys on expiring contracts. They have a lot to prove, and they want to continue playing in the NHL. And a lot of them are obviously up there in age, you know, talking about Louis Erickson and Andrew Ladd and those type of players. But um, And so a lot of these guys, you know, they have something to play for, and and that's why I'm kind of curious how this roster works out for the rest of the season is if they continue to compete like we saw in the preseason, you know, and Corey and I pretty much, you know, you know, uh, uh, didn't really talk much about the preseason because it was the preseason. Right. But that was the yeah, one we thing we dismissed it. For yeah. The most part. That was the one thing we saw in the preseason from this team is they had a certain compete level that I think we want to see built for this team in terms of the culture that Andre Torini is trying to bring. So, I mean, they're not going to give up on the season by any means, but I think in a way it's a, it's a good thing for this team and for some of the younger players, like your Chickrens and, and some of your foundational players, you know, with your, um, your Clayton Kellers of the world and your Victor Soderstrom's that you still have a team that's hungry for something. And, and for a lot of those guys, it's hungry for jobs. And that's a good thing in my opinion, moving forward for the last 80 games of the season. It's going to be a long season, but when you have guys competing for the future of their NHL careers, um, that's that's a good thing, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I would probably agree with Richie. I'd point that out to Corey. I was like, Coyotes may be sneaky all right, mainly because they just have a group of guys that aren't – they know they're not going to be on the Coyotes moving forward. There's only a handful that probably will. So – most of them are going to be playing for future jobs or possibly getting traded in the middle of the season for an actual contender. But I, depending you know on how the rookie goaltender continues to play, I don't think the Coyotes are going to be good by any means. But I think you're going to definitely see guys still put it all out there. It's not going to be an obvious tank. Hockey is a hard sport to obviously tank because there's a lot more pride in it, but there's also a lot more, like Richie said, guys want jobs, especially, I mean, I think Clayton Keller's a great example. Like he got a good contract, but if he still continues to play bad, he's not going to get another good contract and he's going to end up somewhere else. So I think this team is still going to be pretty decent moving forward. Will they still be in the bottom of the league? Yes. But I think you're going to see they're all every night. And and like I said, I think in three or four years, the Coyotes are going to be good. Well, that's it. So it's I, I pose this question because of the fact that as um, as as Richie knows, and as you know, Scotty, being my fiance, being everywhere with me, being on a Coyotes hockey podcast, it gets brought up a fair amount wherever we are. Whether it's literally with my parents at a wedding, uh, when I'm at work, literally anyone will always spark up a conversation with me about the Coyotes and the fact that the Coyotes after these first two games how bad they're doing. And um, I think it's funny because some people clearly haven't been listening to our podcast um, because we've said multiple times, you know, that they're going through this big rebuild and we, we know, we knew it was going to be this way, but a lot of responses that we've been getting have just constantly been, 
well, haven't we heard that already? Hasn't this already attempted to happen? And we always have to go through the same exact thing of saying, no, this is completely different. We feel like this rebuild is something so different than what they've done before. They have really genuinely taken every single bit of meat and muscle off of this team and left it with just the bones. And in order for them to have a solid rebuild that is not leading to a mediocre team, that is leading to a team that has a strong future, they had to go this direction. It's just going to be painful for now. I do think you do have to have some ability to play at least all right, though, because of the fact that there are fans that won't understand that. They will just think that they are a bad team and they'll just get pissy about it because I could feel some of the anger from people actually talking to me about it um, in those conversations. And it's just like, this is a patience. You have to be patient. You have to work through it to get to the result in the end. It's just part of sports, but there are so many people that don't get that. And I think you have to give them, uh, you know, a, a little nugget of good things every once in a while. Otherwise, it's just going to get people pissed and some people I feel like might drop off and that's, they've worked so hard to grow a fan base. You can't really, uh, you know, drop off that drastically. All right. Uh, plenty of Coyotes talk to come obviously on the show moving forward, but we gotta, we gotta wrap up here as I gotta, I gotta, I gotta roll here momentarily, but one more story to come in just a second. But before we go, DraftKings, NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. That's right. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with the promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And if I may make a suggestion, the LA Rams are playing the Houston Texans. Coming up in next week, I would suggest betting on the LA Rams to win that. If you want to win your $200, just an FYI, but I may be biased. Okay, I got one more story for you guys before we go. I sent this to you guys during the week, but I want to talk about it on the podcast because oh, it's too good. God, I'm um, so uncomfortable. Uh, New York Post, uh, everybody. Um, this is a brand new innovation uh, for birth control for men. So it is a sperm-stopping sauna for your scrotum. An enterprising German scientist captured top prize at Germany's coveted Dyson Awards for an un- unconventional form of contraception that uses a testicle bath to prevent pregnancies. I decided to explore the development of a new contraceptive approach for men. An industrial design graduate from the University of Munich told the Dyson Awards of her male morning after bill, which she reportedly unveiled for her master thesis. Um... To use this baby blocking bidet, as they say here in the New York Post, the bather simply adds water to the indicated mark, which is set together with the doctor according to individual testicle size. Don't want to be the doctor that's measuring that, for all my goodness. After heating the water up to the requisite temperature, the man then spreads his legs and sits down to place the testicles in the device. Uh, IFL Science described it as, you teabag your way to temporarily infertility. It's so, okay, how long does it take? Does it say on there? 
I did look at it. It <laughs> says you have to do it like monthly, or like once or twice every month or every other month, yes. I believe. So it is like a constant thing. I mean, there's plenty of women birth controls out there. So like it's about time they find some more for men. Exactly. But it just doesn't seem feasible. I mean, it's probably comfortable. It's almost like you're getting a like a, a bath for your I mean there's there's <laughs> plenty of there's plenty of men that over all of the years that have always been like super you know, thinking that they needed to have some way to protect themselves too because of the fact that like just because a female says that she's like on birth control doesn't necessarily mean that she's consistent with it or whatever. Uh, that's called a condom. Use one. Um, but at the same time, I think it's great that they're moving into ways for this to be good for men, considering the fact that as a female who's had to deal with all sorts of birth control throughout my life, it's a shitty thing to deal with. Like females have a lot of hormones as it is. When you give a female oral birth control, or any type of birth control, actually. It's just adding more fucking hormones. So if you ever wonder why we would want to, like, key your car, it's because we're, we have even more hormones being pumped into yeah. our body. So I know the answer to why they're doing it this way. So here's a little science lesson for everyone. Okay. Uh, for men out there, your balls aren't inside of you because it'd be too hot for sperm production. So this mm-hmm. lady is essentially bathing it in a hot bath to stop sperm production that's why your balls are hanging low for the older guys out there but like so that is why so there's your there's your science lesson that's why your balls aren't inside of you they're well so they're out in the open so would this be considered as as your friends always bet on a ball wash would this be this a would ball be wash? a ball wash and that's how they can market it they'd be like come on man come get your ball wash and then you won't like have kids and they're like oh i'll my balls. Oh no, I think we've learned over all this time the fact that that men won't even use condoms most of the time. They are way too fucking lazy to do this. Yeah, you're. I agree with that. There, there's no way. And there's too much pride in some guys too. So I don't know. Well, and and they'll start freaking out and being like, well, "What if I'm always infertile and all of this stuff?" And it's just like, you know what? Women do tons of birth control, and guess what? We're still popping out babies. So that was a good one to end on, Richie. I enjoyed the. Uh, you're welcome, everybody. That's, once again, the only show on the Hockey Podcast Network that's willing to talk about testicles for five minutes. So, five minutes. Oh, well, my, my last question is how big around is this thing? What about the people who have, like, boulders it for balls? Awesome. That's why they said yeah. you got to go to the doctor to get measured to make sure it's the correct size. Like a shoe. The shoe fits. <laughs> then it quit. No, that's not the right one. <laughs> so it's-, it's about a glove. <laughs> And it was wrong. He was guilty. Uh, I like ending on that. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh my goodness. Okay, but so you have to get it measured. So they make them in, in various sizes. That's what we've learned. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So for those of you with boulder balls, you're okay. Oh boy. As you know, that's what I'm going to clip from this episode. Boulder right balls. Yep. Hashtag boulder balls. Hashtag boulder balls. Uh, at Coriander's Courage Show on Twitter. All right, everybody. Uh, until next time. Good night and good hockey, everybody.